Hi, and welcome to the Small Business MBA. My name is Yasmin Ali. We continue talking systems and processes this week, and during this episode, we look at some practical ways to implement our systems and processes in our businesses. But first, why the focus on implementation? Simply put, without implementation, we never change anything. We've done the work of creating it, but without implementation, all we've done is wasted our time. Remember that systems and processes exist in every single department and that inevitably the area that is the weakest link is where your business will fail. So a good place to start would be be brave enough to look at where the business is failing now and build around this aspect of your business. In other words, listen to your customers' feedback, where their complaints are. That's where your process development should be concentrated. If the problem is that your delivery is too slow, for example, look at not only how you can deliver quicker, but also at what all the obstacles are to delivery. Are your people experiencing different problems to you? This may sound like a strange question, but often we don't realize the advantages that we as owners have and the obstacles that our employees face. As an example, when a supplier changes their price, you can make a decision immediately. Your employee would probably need to consult with you first. Also, the networks built are usually your personal networks as well. Your employee may not have the same level of rapport that brings consistency from other stakeholders. The bottom line in every process should be your customer. How does this process enhance your customer experience? How does this process help us to build on our differentiator or unique selling proposition? Or how does it help us build something new? Remember that we are not necessarily looking to change the world. Small increments will add up as well. The best differentiators sit in the background and help us to build, get a better quality, better consistency and sustainability. So ask yourself what would make your customer happy and stay with you. Now that you know what to do, how do you go about doing it? For every policy, there is an expert and probably a template that exists. The first thing though is to understand your company and your company culture. At Racecorp, our process documents are called BOBS, which is short for Build Our Business. BOBS have a very specific format methodology for being created and a feedback loop. Yes, we have a BOB on how to create a BOB. Our BOBs are distributed in a very specific way to ensure that everyone who needs to know about a process or a change in a process does know about it. It's a very important point as we cannot create processes to simply have processes. We must distribute them so that everyone in the business is on the same page. And therein lies the power of the Bob. Each of these processes ensures that each member of the organization has line of sight of what is going on and developments in areas they may not be directly involved in. As the business grows, this becomes more and more important. From personal interaction, when someone needs to know how to do something, it becomes a document or a video that people can consult when there is something they need to know. It frees you up to do the things that are vital in your world. It gives you a sense that the people in your business each have direction and that this direction is in line with the business that you are trying to build. A new evolution that we have added to our internal processes is that we test the understanding of those for whom the process is critical. In other words, we recognize that just having the bob was not enough. Given the environment that we work in and the importance of each and every person pulling together, each person must know the right way of getting things done. And everyone must be able to trust that what others have done. At the end of the day, that is what good processes do. They create a sense of trust. 
This is a trust built between the customer and your business, the employees within your business, and any other stakeholder of the business. It not only ensures that everyone knows how to get things done, but ensures that your business remains compliant. Welcome back. I'm now joined by Yashmita Bana from Nika Technology. So I want to I want to jump into it because you've got such a great story um, around around your business and your business failing. And I mean, when I met you, what about four years ago, you were in that process of rebuilding your business. Yeah, it was actually my second failure at that time. So the first failure was with an ex-business partner. Yeah, and uh, that happened because of being naive and also not having processes and policies and governance in place. Mm. And the second time it happened was pretty much the same thing, not having the adequate processes in place. So I didn't have to learn the lesson a third time. <laughs> and I started putting adequate governance and policies and processes in place. And as soon as I started doing that, the business started flying. So you're, you're, in, that, you're in that purple patch at the moment where you know, you're, being, you're really being recognized for the business that you're building. Tell me a little bit about your business or tell the audience a little bit about your business. So if I can put it in a nutshell, it's an end-to-end ICT company. We focus on the data value chain, which means we analyze the data, we store the data, we create the hardware for the data, we protect the data, we do something called information security and, mm -hmm. and disaster recovery. So in a nutshell, it's taking your data and, and transporting it, making sure that you can analyze it, really the data value chain. Okay, yeah. so, so taking all of, those, all of that stuff that happens and making it usable so that people can make proper decisions and exactly. report and all of those exactly. great things. Exactly, because analytics is one of our big things mm -hmm. and it helps clients to make informed decisions about their business. That sounds so technical and so complicated and like, you know, that world is completely foreign to me, but yet your business um, prides itself on being very personal. Um, and I know that, you know, the one thing that you never wanted to lose in your, in your systems and processes was the family aspect, the, the, the feeling that it was a person business exactly. rather than a tech business. Exactly. So where does that come from? So in fact, our new tagline, I've been thinking about that extensively. So we have a new tagline, which we've been implementing in the last couple of months, and it's bringing EQ into AI. <laughs> that is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> And there is a lot of buzz going around about artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and people worried about losing their jobs. Yeah. And I'm here to tell them that machines cannot function without human beings. Mm. And I bring that whole ethos into my business. Our value system is based on raising business consciousness, raising awareness, raising the uh, EQ and the IQ of the people in my company. Yeah. So our business is, uh, values are um, relationships, authenticity because I think you've got to bring yourself to your business mm -hmm. and that's really key. I allow people to come to work in their slippers if that makes them comfortable. <laughs> impact is another value that yes. we have which means wherever we go we need to create an impact for the client yes. but also an impact on the environment and impact in our society. Uh, synergy is uh, so important and that's where the tech comes in. That's yep. where we've implemented a lot of technology around communications and synergy. And then expansion is our other thing, which is not just business expansion, but expansion about the, of the individual. Yes. So everything I do, I try to bring a human thread into it because we are, after all, humans. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we try. <laughs> try. <laughs> How does that translate into your day-to-day -day policies in your business? Yeah. So... What I realized um, four years ago after the second business failure is that the business is a reflection of me. Mm -hmm. And um, 
if I was going through a certain patch, which I was at that time, the business started reflecting that and it started going down. Yeah. It cannot be reliant on the owner and what the owner is going through at that time. It, I also cannot be um, around for every single little decision mm. that needs to be made. So we couldn't, I had to start thinking about how do we think less about, how do we rely less on people and focus more on processes. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I decided it's time to process, uh, to implement processes in the business. The first thing we did is we did very manual type processes yeah. and then we put tech on top of process. So it's easy, it's people, process, technology, and that's how you implement it. So we had these brown paper exercises where we would, for instance, um, put brown paper up and take sticky notes and say, okay, what is it that you do on a day-to-day -day basis? How do you order toilet roll? And that is, that is <laughs> such, a, such an exercise to do, though, because, yeah. you know, um, we all go into the office every day and we just do what we do. Exactly. And none of us really think about how. Exactly. And then when, when we hire someone new, yeah. because we're over capacity, we kind of are looking at him as if he's crazy when he doesn't automatically do it the way we do. Exactly. So that sticky note process and forcing people to think about it, I imagine formed like the absolute foundations of... of it's the absolute foundation of what, because you're basically taking something out of somebody's head and putting it down on paper and saying, okay, after you've pressed this button, then what? <laughs> Who do you call? How do you pay? You know, that sort of thing. So the, the going down to the very much the detail of yeah. what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. And then after that, it becomes, let us perfect this manual way of doing things. Yeah. And now we say we want to automate it mm. because we want to be a little bit more productive. Yeah. I should be able to be sitting on a beat somewhere and approve a leaf form. And that's yes. exactly what we, I'm able to do now without even thinking twice. The fact that you're sitting on a beach is a step in the right direction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we've got, come to a stage where we've almost fully automated almost every single business process in our okay. company. And what that has enabled, that's enabled collaboration, mm -hmm. okay, because my business model is that my teams don't sit at head office, they sit at client offices. Yeah. So I had to find a way to make sure that we are able to communicate with one mm. another and we're also able to share ideas across the teams and technology has helped us to do that very efficiently. I had to make sure that if I was away, what would the business run without me? And mm. yes, it does, because everything is automated. Yes. Yeah. So we're still on this automation journey, and we cannot claim to be a tech company if we ourselves are not living Absolutely. our brand. Um, so, but we're on this journey, and it's, it's an exciting journey. Yeah. But it's interesting that you say, even as a tech company, you had to start at the, at the, at the, at the manual processes. Yeah. You had to start at the, yeah. at the thinking about the, the the minutia of, yes. of how it happens. I think the, a big mistake that people make is they choose the technology first. Mm. They say, okay, we need a customer relationship management tool. Let's go out and look for a tool. No, you need to understand how do you, because your business is unique. Yes. So how do you do CRM in your business? Mm. And then let's go out and find a tool or then let's develop something in-house or let's call Nika Technologies to develop something for Absolutely. us. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the case may be. So that's what you first got to understand. How do we do it manually? And then let's put the tech on top of it. And, this, and once you've uh, perfected that, it almost becomes so much easier to launch a new 
product yeah or launch a new little side venture which we're currently doing now yeah, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to talk about that for a bit because um, you're involved in a, in a really exciting new venture yes so it's I'm very passionate about um, connections yes and and helping and and I'm very much for especially women empowerment yeah. so I've decided to uh, develop a platform we've called it Shira it's it's quite a fun, <laughs> fun thing, the way the name <laughs> developed. But uh, Shira, if you're old enough, you will remember Masters of the Universe, and she was the Princess of Power, and she embodies what Shira is. And uh, basically, it's an online platform for mm -hmm. women entrepreneurs where you would be able to register your business and collaborate with other women. We have in it's as it grows, we'll have so much other functionality put on, like mentorship and coaching, which mm -hmm. for me is the real reason that I'm as successful as I'm becoming because of mentorship and yeah. coaching It's essential. And then we'll put on resources such as how do you access funding? Yeah, absolutely. You know, simple things like that, which people don't have access to right now. So I'm very excited about this project. Yeah. And it's interesting that you're launching it now. Yeah. It's interesting that you're launching it now when your business is in a place where it seems to be just growing from strength to strength. Usually people would say this is the time that you really need to focus on, 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 on the business and, and, and yet you've decided this is the time that I'm going to focus on my passion. Yeah. And I think the processes that you put in place, you know, um, in the beginning it does take a lot of time. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it takes effort, it takes nights to do it. But as soon as you've done it, it frees up your time. Yes. It frees up your time so you can focus on your passion. And I'm proud to say that we've just received three ISO certifications, which very few businesses of our size have in this country, which is a quality certification, yeah. um, environmental certification, and a health and safety certification. So we have three ISOs, which I'm so, so proud of my team. I can imagine because yeah. I mean to get even one of those certifications is a massive deal and, and again it comes down to it comes down to the policies, it comes down to the processes, it comes down to the understanding yeah. of how the nuts and bolts of the business works. Exactly. And if you just understand that, it's so much easier to just start launching your new pro product. Any new product. It's an easy thing. Within two weeks you'll be up, up and running with your new product. Because, of course, you, all you're doing is you're replicating the same steps. Cookie-cutter approach. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk cookie-cutter approach for a second. What do you mean when you say cookie-cutter approach? Just very quickly. As soon as you've developed a business process, you can take that process and you can apply it to a new product, a new service offering, a new document that you need to do because you've created the templates for mm -hmm. it. You've created the step-by-step step 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 guide for mm -hmm. it. I mean, simple, something simple as developing a proposal for us now yes. is really, we can churn them out in hours yeah. because there's a template that you need to fill out. There's an automated process that I go through to approve the template. There's everything is literally automated. There's a bank of every document that you need in exactly. order to attach to it. We have a document management system. We use SharePoint. Anybody can access this and go and have a look at it. So as soon as you've put all that in place, you become immensely more productive. You can do so much more. And then you as the CEO can start focusing on business development and most importantly, start focusing on the culture of your organization, which I find has been a real turnaround for us in the last year or so. Yeah. Ishwita, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us and, and yeah, we, we'll talk some more about Shira. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and good luck and I hope that both these ventures go from strength to strength. Thank you so much, yes, for having me.
Welcome back. We're talking systems and processes and specifically how to put these into practice. So here are a few tips to help you get started. The first step is to quite simply just accept that it has to be done. Most entrepreneurs avoid this for so long that it becomes very daunting and as a result we just make excuses. If you're struggling with where to start, perhaps search the Small Business MBA YouTube catalog for the episode on the delegation model. Once you know what you're working on, start nice and simple, but by simply keeping a book with you and trying to document each piece of your process. You don't have to be an expert writer, you just have to break it down into chunk-sized pieces that people will be able to digest. Remember that nobody is you, so the more detail is better in your efforts to successfully transfer your knowledge. Next, get feedback from others who understand the job. They may be able to point out parts you, have, you may have missed. They may also be able to give you alternate methodologies, which can lead to overall better customer satisfaction. Next, implement and monitor. Yet again, don't be afraid to change your, your business, your culture, your processes. That's it from me for today. Until the next episode, goodbye.